When are we gonna hit it? When are we gonna hit it? We're gonna hit it right now. Bite. No, you're good. You good. I just got we the, just, I just got the munchies, went through you know? a little oh. intermission because we recorded for an hour and my elderly Mac top oh. Mac top <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I just died. Mac laptop? MacBook <laughs> is what I meant to say. <laughs> Sorry, it's clearly not mine. It's my husband's, um, but I use it to record um, for GarageBand. But it is older, so anyways, that just got slaughtered, which is not appropriate for what I'll be talking about today. Or appropriate. Oh <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let me let me see. Hey, gu- <laughs> hey guys, this is the Red Robin Red Wine Podcast. <laughs> podcast where we talk about murder mystery and mishaps here's one of them hi hello i i'm snacking on some watermelon and apparently i'm about to fucking i i honestly don't know how this one's ending and the part where we got i'm like fuck okay yeah if we don't finish the story tonight i'm gonna end up googling it so i go out i'm glad we got it figured out we're back i wouldn't have really googled it did I ever say my name? Hi, I'm Kristen. Shit. I don't think I did. And I'm Sarah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sorry, we're just, uh, we, we're, it's a big, big, major deja vu because we have done exactly this. We were a third oh. way done and now we're starting all over again. I know, you had just gotten to the good part, but it's okay. We... I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> it's fine. <clears throat> so, I did want to say one thing before we get into our drinks and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, so before we hop in to Sarah's story, I wanted to hop in real quick and say a little bit about my story from last week. So, I did end up looking a little into the schizophrenia topic because I know I was just saying so much random shit. I know that 90% of it was uh, probably wrong, and uh, yeah, I was probably mostly true (laughs) so though you do uh I was right in the sense that you do get schizophrenia pretty much in your earlier adult late teens um it doesn't really come in like years or anything like that it's really rare for you to get it um like any time in your late adulthood or if you were to be uh like early early teens it's super super rare and it doesn't often happen but it comes in the sense of like you may notice some of the signs or you may have none at all but uh either way it comes in early 20s and from what i read it can peak in the 21 to 25 area range which is what age alan was in when the crime was committed Mm. so i just thought it was a little interesting fact so I wanted yeah. to throw in before we well, hop on. Well, thank you on. for the clarification. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I knew it was wrong. I was like, I should probably say something because can't. Although he wasn't diagnosed <laughs> yeah. schizophrenic, right? 
but that no, was no. very one, plausible. One doctor, one uh, psychiatrist, one psychiatrist did agree that, or I guess diagnose him with schizophrenia, but then you had three other psychiatrists that were like, no, he just oh. has antisocial personality disorder. So it's really and that's i think <laughs> it's just like up to the professional that you visit what you have you know <laughs> like the court wants to, to one doctor yeah like i went to one doctor and i had depression so it's yeah. just well everyone else <laughs> oh now it's your turn to save me what oh, are you drinking um, tonight <laughs> oh right <laughs> sorry my social cues <laughs> have been uh completely ruined <laughs> yeah thank you COVID. thank you <laughs> So, uh, and obviously Zoom cues are a little harder, but anyways, I am drinking Lagunitas IPA. Yum. Good old. I'm drinking White, a White Claw. Good old White Claw. Ain't no lies when you're drinking claws, baby. Well, you're going to need a White Claw or two because, you know, I know we say like every case we talk about, every story we tell, they're all fucked up. They're all sad. Um, but this one tonight that, or today, whenever you're listening, this one is sad. And I just say that because Mm -hmm. it involves old people, (laughs) you know, just the age range. It's like they've, they've lived such a full life. Just let them live a little longer. Yeah. When I know that, um, you said they have like grandkids and whatnot, but when you said they're age i was like whoa they actually like they're very (laughs) they're older i know you haven't but it's fine (laughs) i didn't say it either but uh it's just like yeah they're older than my grandparents so i was just like whoa they they really have like such a long life right and i just i'm about to go see my grandparents tomorrow Uh oh my god um i I didn't say the title yet right (laughs) okay no so sorry um This is the unsolved murders of Russell and Shirley Dermond. This story, um, you know, case takes place in the Lake Oconee area of Putnam County Mm -hmm. in Georgia. Um, It's about 80 miles east of Atlanta, Georgia, if y'all didn't know, because I didn't. I didn't either. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's just south of the Oconee National Forest, which Ooh. I didn't know there was one either. I yeah, honestly, I and haven't National heard forests of that. Are cool, so <laughs> yeah. I ooh, I heard. I didn't hear. Okay, I fucking watched a TikTok. Let's mm-hmm. be honest about the um, Roosevelt covering up a conspiracy about like some creature living in the national parks that's like the reason why so many americans or like people go missing in national parks each year let's go yeah let's go get missing (laughs) i don't have a life that i love it's fine (laughs) so lake oconee is a popular recreational destination And most of it is surrounded by upscale communities, you know, nice neighborhoods, a lot of prestigious golf courses. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the area we'll be talking about is definitely one of those more upscale ones. So 
Also, I just thought I'd mention that, like, about the shape of the lake, because when I think of lakes, and a lot of the lakes I've gone through throughout my life are, have been more round, oval, like, more of a circular like a basis. But this one is, uh, mm-hmm. it runs long, and it has kind of, like, tree branch shapes running off of the sides, like, different coves. Oh, like a river? It looks maybe? like a river, but it it's a lake because there's not, it's not a river. Like a river attached to it? <laughs> it doesn't flow through, my dude. Yes. <laughs> Look at us giving you that education. Oh, yeah, because oh. it's not a river, okay? <laughs> Shapes and sizes, duh, and water formations. Yes. Uh, so I just thought I'd mention that to give you an idea of um, the shape. <laughs> the shapes and the sizes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that lovely lesson, Miss uh, Miss. Sc- I almost said your other last name, Miss uh, Scouten. Thank you, Mrs. Scouten. Ms. <laughs> Lake Oconee is where Russell and Shirley. German resided. Russell and Shirley met when they were in college and immediately fell in love. Um, one of their kids described their relationship literally as love at first sight. So they had four kids, and a lot of articles that I read said three, but we do find out. Um, at the time of this crime, they had three, but they did have a son that passed away years previously, and I'll go. I'll mention that later. So they had four kids, you oh, know. Okay. So I don't know yeah. really why a lot of sources say three. It's kind of odd, but um, unless I'm they totally didn't wrong. Bothered but... <laughs> No. <laughs> well, because I'm thinking, unless sources are wrong on how many kids were alive at the time of Russell and Shirley's death. Oh, and it was just three total. Right, but because only two were feet. So I got um, most of my information from an episode of Real Life Nightmare. Sorry, I was like, uh-oh. How do you spell their last name? D-E-R-M-O-N-D. And two of the their sons were featured in the show. Four children. Four. Okay. Because, like I said, only I, unless I wasn't it's, paying attention, but I was fucking, paying attention. No, it's fucking, it's fucking articles, like, total lack of concern for the fucking victims, yeah. honestly. It's just totally such a disgusting... One whole person. It, it's really, yeah, it really took me uh, starting a podcast to kind of notice that mm-hmm. trend. <laughs> like, we really just focus on serial killers and have nothing to say about the victims. Yeah. And it's truly, like, you could fucking spare them a fucking paragraph well in this case like the least you can do is like get that kind of stuff right right that fact that's all you have to go on there's like not a whole lot that you can report about i i mean it's kind of your fucking job (laughs) maybe like that's what you get paid to do maybe do it well it's not like it's um a drastic difference like it's it's not exaggerating or under exaggerating it's just bad (laughs) bad reporting yeah (laughs) Anyways, 
end of story jobs to fuck up it's their jobs to get it right right you know or not end of story you don't come here for the actual facts you just come here for a good time right but i try to be true dudes on my facts we do no we we do but i'm not perfect Mm. (laughs) so no way jose four kids nine grandchildren amongst the four the Derman family was described as all-American. Just kind of heartwarming, you know. Shirley was a stay-at-home yeah. mom, you know. And that's my mom's name, yeah. too. Shout out, Shirley. Love you, Shirley. You know, Shirley was a homemaker. And, you know, it said that she always kept the house spotless. And she was just, like, a great mom and stuff. Mm-hmm. Russell... Fought in World War II, so he was a veteran of World War II. After that, he kind of got into the corporate life. But then later in his career in the 1980s, him and his family moved, um, I believe, to the Atlanta, Georgia area because he became a Mm -hmm. franchisee of Hardee's because I read that the Hardee's he franchised was in that Atlanta area. I don't know if they exactly moved there, but I know they moved to Georgia. Um, yeah. And they, at that time, didn't have the lake house that we talk about. So, um, yeah. And if you don't know what Hardee's is, it's a fast food restaurant chain. Um, it's very similar, I believe, to Carl's Jr. because they're owned by the same corporation. Their font and the coloring of their font is all the same. And so I'm not completely sure how many locations Russell owned of Hardee's but it was enough it was definitely enough to like provide a good living I believe for his family because I believe it takes money like that to make and then you make more money I think mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how it works you right? money <laughs> make money and nothing <laughs> He did end up selling a couple of his franchises, and that's when he retired. So he at least had to have a couple to sell a couple. But yeah, and that's definitely a, he for sure provided. Oh hell yeah! A, and that's just a good another, housewife because yeah, she didn't home obviously company. Yeah. Um, Damn. Yeah. A few franchise. Oh yeah. How how much was their home? Um. Does it say? Their lake house that they, they, I'm about to mention, I'll, I'll just, it's my next bullet. So, um, when he sells these franchises, he retires, and that's when he and Shirley built their 3,200 square foot home on Lake Oconee. Hmm. They lived in the cul-de-sac in a gated neighborhood called Great Waters. All the homes in this area are big and expensive um, it's one of those neighborhoods where you, like, build your homes so you can kind of make it as grand or not. Pro- they probably have standards, but, you know, you can make it more yeah, grand like if you want to. like custom homes, so. yeah. Um, very nice. Although the neighborhood and the houses are seen as, you know, fancy or grand, the neighborhood in itself and the people are described as quaint and quiet because, you know, think about it. This is a neighborhood on a lake. A lot of people there don't live there full time. It's their homes there are their summer homes, you know, their vacation homes. So 
How funny. Of course nice. it's quiet. That, that sounds bomb. Okay. <laughs> and a lot of the... Of course these million dollar homes are empty because the people don't have so much money that they don't live in them year right. round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One day. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you know, like... Just some nice audio equipment. <laughs> like just <a> working, <laughs> maybe a not elderly Mac top. Yeah. So here's when we get into the into the body of the story here, of the case. Oh my God, you're sorry. Or like the maybe oh. it's like the who's it's the to intro. say that you're not the dad of this relationship? <laughs> the first paragraph jokes. <laughs> on may 3rd 2014 there was a neighborhood kentucky derby party um it was being hosted by one of the neighborhoods and it was an evening thing you know around 6 30 p.m and russell and shirley rsvp'd but they didn't show up to the party so this was obviously noticed by their friends and neighbors it was kind of noted but no one immediately worried. They just figured, oh, maybe something came up, you know, no big deal. Yeah, that's not something that uh, I guess people would typically, like, call the cops right. over, you know? But... Shit comes up. <laughs> but about four days go by, and the couple hadn't been seen. Oh. What? No, yeah, oh. four days, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's <laughs> that's concerning. Like, did happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was like, oh no, no, that 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 changes things. Yeah, I, that, just, I, I, I thought would, I heard my yeah. neighbor's motorcycle also, and I thought you heard it, but um, no, <laughs> yeah, sorry. About four days go by, and the couple hadn't been seen or heard from. They weren't answering their phone calls, so their neighbors became yeah. concerned because it seemed like a really close-knit neighborhood community um you know obviously if this la- if this lady was hosting a Kentucky Derby party they probably had a lot of different little parties and events going on and Shindigs. um from mm-hmm. what i gathered i mean there's not a whole bunch of young people. I, I don't think that would be owning homes and living in that community. So it was older people. <laughs> At least not me. Yeah, so it was older people. <laughs> yeah. So it was that kind of, like, um, lifestyle. So this couple was, um, I think, pretty active. And, and so their neighbors became concerned when they hadn't seen them, heard from them, talked to them. So... Uh, the woman who actually hosted the Kentucky Derby party, I think, was in touch with, uh, you know, another couple that were neighbors also of the German couple. And mm-hmm. um, that neighbor couple actually went to Russell and Shirley's house to check in on them. Um, this part. So, like, how they kind of gained entry into the German home is a little gray throughout my research. Um, But apparently they did have roses with them because they thought maybe Russell and Shirley were sick or something, you know? Oh, I, like, just knowing what you're probably about to say, like, that. They should have brought white ones. Oh. Sorry, is that fucked up? Oh, my God. I don't even know what color they were. That's fucked up. Oh, 
That just sucks. Oh, my God. So, obviously, bad gut feeling here. Um, As to how this couple, like I said, gained entry into the home, one article said the front door was unlocked. One article said it was the back door. Um, One article said that because the garage was located in the front of the house, that they looked through the windows on the top of the garage door or wherever they were located and saw what they saw and went into the home and luckily it was unlocked because I don't know either way they had entry into the home and this is when they made an unexpected and gruesome discovery The lifeless body of 88-year-old Russell Dermond was on the ground in the garage between two cars. Mm. Um, so that's why I say earlier, one source said that they peeked through the garage and saw his body and, like, walked in. Another source said oh, they just kind of walked in and started calling out for Russell and Shirley and came across his body. So either way, oh. it's fucked up. So, yeah. Um, what's more fucked up? is that Russell had been decapitated. <gasps> what? Was his head there? Um, his head has not been found to this day. Shut Yeah. Up. No, no, no. Shut the... And we'll get into maybe why that is and theories about why he was beheaded a little later. But it is kind of uh, an important aspect of this case. I can't so, stand, stand. I can't stand when. Oh, I can't stand when killers do yeah. that. When they like don't give you the full body, or they like fuck it. Why? Why would you take that? Mm-hmm. Oh, why would you? So this isn't. It's clearly not like some a fucking uh, robbery gone wrong or something like that. Right, and um, like it's it's. F- this case is so frustrating because, like I said, said it it's, unsolved? On, it's, it's unsolved, and it's because we know what, what kind of crime it wasn't. It had they had to have known that it's so much harder because, or like a hitman, or it had like. There's no way that this couldn't have not been personal. Well, it's because though. not only who, but the motive. It it, it literally has re- been remained a complete mystery. They don't even know why. Like the, the motive. Well, I is mean, still you very make it unclear. seem. I mean, there are certain. You make it. There are certain um, details we've never known about the case, and that we don't know to this day, and that's um, certain um, pieces of evidence that you know, and I'll get into it but any yeah i could like rant off about it but yeah i mean i guess like you make it seem like they don't this family isn't a family that divulges in sketchy side businesses or something that would like give them enemies or something no, like that and it i'll tell you how much like, like they weren't really involved in crime or anything because um so obviously the neighbors who discover Russell's body call 911 right away. Uh the female is the one who makes the call in um in the show in the episode that I watched on this case. They play clips of the 911 call so you can hear her literally telling oh, the 911 dispatcher shit. like 
hey, you know, I say verbatim of what she says, like, hey, hey, I think we have a dead body here. And they say something like... Had she not seen the um, fucking head off of the body yet? She said something how, like, they're at the McDermott... At the Dermans' house because no one had seen them in four days. Like, they've been missing. And um, the 911 dispatcher asked how many bodies and... They just say one and you hear the woman talk to like her husband and asking like, um, asking had, like, it's just had the they one searched? or you just found him. Right. And he's like, yeah, it's just one body. So. Well, did they search the rest of the house before they, yeah, they uh, went room to room calling out for Shirley and Russell. Um, and like I said, at the beginning, Upon their entry, I don't know if they saw Russell's body right away and and went straight to him and then began to search for Shirley, or if they walked into their home because the door was unlocked and they were concerned, and they went searching throughout the house and then came across Russell and then was like, where's Shirley? So it's unclear how exactly that went down, Um, but... They were definitely sweeping the house regardless. Or trying to. Oh my God. <laughs> I say sweep. Like, Damn. But when, uh, when police arrived, they had to identify Russell's body by fingerprints because his head could not be found, as I mentioned earlier. Oh, my God. Yeah, they couldn't get dental records yeah, or um, ID. Oh, my God. Yeah, they could have used uh, different methods, but I think they figured fingerprints would be faster um, I wouldn't even know what you would fucking use outside of dental or fucking. Yeah. Um, nope. Any kind of like figure it out. tattoos. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But like I. Oh, I have a tattoo on my toe. If you have certain medical procedures done, they can match x-rays. Or like birthmarks. Yeah. Oh, Stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, it was assumed and suspected that the body was definitely Russell, but it's protocol to obviously ID it kind of officially. And well, you just like you, you never, never know. know. Someone could be like fucking faking a death or yeah. something, you know? Like it could some be crazy a neighbor shit. or something. Who knows? Um, yeah, you just don't fucking know. And Russell. You know, wasn't in the system. His fingerprints weren't in the system, so they couldn't immediately match his fingerprints. They ended up, well, I don't know how immediate this happened, but they were able to get his fingerprints from the government because of his service in World War II, because oh. they had his fingerprints on file, and that's what they matched them to. And um, so I just thought that was kind of cool. I don't know. That's good that they had him, yeah. I wouldn't think about that. Right. But But if he didn't have that connection with, um, you know, the military, otherwise he wouldn't be in the system, maybe he wouldn't have been able to be identified right away. Identified, yeah. But the community, you know, the local neighborhood, they were floored by this. They were shocked and confused. Oh, because I doubt a murder happens, let alone one of this fucking 
uh, caliber. Right. So the the circumstances of these these crimes are completely off the grid for this area, let alone, you know, like they don't have murders like this, let alone how these were carried out. Murders so. at all. <laughs> Um, police immediately get the help of the FBI, you know, not only for the murder of Russell, but for his wife, Shirley's whereabouts as well. Oh, shit. Because yeah, we don't know where she yet. is, dude. <gasps> oh, so people oh God, suspect immediately, so you know, not when I say people, it's like police, it's rumors. neighbors, anyone. They think she's kidnapped um, because her purse, her, f- her phone were still at the home so people just immediately suspect that she was kidnapped because russell's body was still there you know like whatever so shortly after well you don't think that an 80 something year old grandma could be capable of like decapitating her husband oh yeah no one ever suspected that that she like (laughs) committed the crime and ran (laughs) off her like (laughs) fucking college sweetheart (laughs) yeah if if i were her i'm waiting for that turn but i know it's not gonna happen i'm like calm down Kristen. (laughs) this is not where the story's going (laughs) sorry shirley i didn't do it i'm just Making a joke. Please don't help me. Yeah, dude. So, um, you know, shortly after Russell's body was found, or almost immediately, I'm not really sure, you know, that can mean anything, but the yeah. couple's children came to the home to help out and look for anything out of the ordinary, um, you know, anything out of place, anything that looked strange. And from the get-go, the police even noticed that there was no sign of a forced entry, no sign of a break-in, unless they missed something small like a window or something. But um, Now, well, I know that you had said either the front or the back door had been unlocked. Was it, and sorry, when was this case again? In the 90s? Wow, sorry, I'm high. <laughs> um, and so, I'll mention about their home security a little later. Well, I was yeah. Was it uh, common in the neighborhood to like leave doors unlocked? I mean, I know this is like a million dollar, probably gated, probably secure, so um, it probably wouldn't I mean, be that big of a deal for them to leave. Probably lock their doors when they left. But when you're home, but if they were in I the imagine home, like they, they would were. keep like their back door open, or you know, so even. Yeah, so it could have been like someone snuck in, or it could have been that they knew them and just let them. Oh in. yeah, and a big theory we'll find out is that it's the latter. Damn, that it most likely was. Dude, why is this unsolved? Oh, I'm gonna yeah. be thinking oh, about um, this all night. Here, howdy how? Here we go. When Russell and Cher- Cheryl's ch- Shirley's Shirley. When Russell and Shirley's <laughs> children, uh, you know, went through the house, they also confirmed that a robbery did not seem evident or plausible at all because, yeah, like I mentioned, there was no sign of a break-in, although sometimes there's not. Anyways, there was cash in mm. the home, Rolexes, other pieces of super nice jewelry, 
Um, and obviously, you know, like probably so many other things like electronics and who knows, like yeah, it's a fucking, like million dollar home. <laughs> so yeah, fucking little fancy ass eggs. What do rich people have? I don't know. Uh, when the episode I watched, basically all they said that was kind of out of place was a lamp, which mm. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't Random. seem too huge, but I thought I'd mention it because. I mean, like last time I checked, you can't behead someone with right. a lamp. At least, not that I've heard no. of. No way, Jose. Mm-mm. Russell's autopsy revealed that he was not killed by the decapitation. It happened post mortem. Oh shit! Yes. Well, that's a good thing, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, and. That definitely, like I mentioned earlier, his decapitation is uh, an important element and it'll come into play in some of the theories later. So just, yeah, keep holding on to that one. Medical examiners could tell that he was decapitated post-mortem because there's a lack of arterial spurt, which I just think that's such a beautiful word arterial sprite the fucking for blood i don't know so basically if you're alive and you get your head caught up cut off or you're beheaded your heart's obviously pumping so you're gonna squirt a lot of blood you have all your major arteries Mm. running through there um if i love the movie scenes when they do that if you get decapitated while you're dead your heart's not pumping so there it's it's not as much of a mess, I guess you could say plainly. Mm-hmm. The way he had been decapitated also gave the impression that someone with a little or some experience likely did it because there was a pretty clean cut. Like it did the oh, job shit. in like a smooth, clean way. So, Hitman, surgeon. Oh my god, so many possibilities. Yeah. Uh, Russell had another injury just to note um it's not as bad as or as gruesome as decapitation but he had a smushed uh, smushed finger like it was crushed uh on his left hand so i don't know it seems just kind of random like one crushed finger but nothing else physical on his body he didn't seem super banged up or anything not from what i read but there was gunshot residue found on the collar of his shirt. So mm. that will also come into play with some of the theories later. But at this point, you know, yeah. no evidence of a gun is found. There's no gun shell casings. Bullet casings. Nothing. Whatever. Damn. Dude, where is Shirley? Yeah. Uh, just piggybacking off of what I just said, no murder weapon had not been found. Initially, they were looking at least for a machete-like object that could have been used in the decapitation of Russell, but they couldn't find anything out of out of the ordinary, anything, you know, like, similar. So, um, yeah. police swept for fingerprints, you know, they took samples of everything they did the whole thing but most of the dna samples collected were either of the dermans or unidentifiable and um 
my research didn't really touch much on the unidentifiable <laughs> stuff collected. So, yeah, as to well, I'm sure. But like, I think um, that comes into play later too. If, so, <laughs> yeah, and if it's something big, I don't know if they would necessarily yeah, like tell and, the public about it. You know, um, I'll mention later how we don't know a bunch of um, everything. everything like certain evidence that was collected and yeah i can imagine especially if it's uh, still unsolved yeah, that so. we don't even know but you know also through their search throughout the house there weren't any blood splatters or any kind of scene of a brutal attack or murder they used luminol in the home so they would have seen if it was clean if it happened and it cl- got cleaned up um oh. So, they don't think that, um, what was the husband's name again? I'm sorry. Russell? They don't think that Russell was killed in the garage where his body was found? So, in in the theory later, later, <laughs> later I'll describe <laughs> what they think happened. But, mm, okay, okay, so what I think, and I'll just say this right now because it'll just, I won't give too much away. I think he was at least decapitated in the garage because there were two um, towels yeah. found next to his body that looked like, you know, they were placed to keep his blood from running under the garage door out into their driveway. Oh. So I think he was definitely decapitated there at least. Um but we don't know. It's just like what we kind of find out later with Shirley and how things are presumed to play out. It's wild. Like, it really is a mystery. So, we'll see what you think at the end. You tell me. Yeah, damn, dude. Also, when they used the luminol, they did find a spot on the floor of the garage near Russell's spot where his body was. And it looked like it had been, like the area had been wiped up or cleaned maybe. But I kind of maybe think, obviously, since they put towels down, they may have just, like, wiped a little bit and whatever. So I don't don't know if that's really, like, a major... Yeah. But... The investigation, like, they, they immediately questioned, you know, everybody in the neighborhood, um, any kind of gardeners or yard workers <laughs> what are they yardsmen uh, anyways more um people <laughs> any of the contractors basically who had access to the neighborhood that were like there in the neighborhood that day they questioned people um but they had they had no leads but because they had no leads they were kind of looking at Um, close friends and family closely because the motive at this point is still pretty um, unclear because of the shocking and gruesome (laughs) murder of Russell so far. So, you know, and at this point they are still looking for Shirley. We're still looking for her. There are billboards with her missing information on them. Like, electronic billboards with the information on them the fbi um you know they got involved very quickly they put out flyers and a reward right away 
They brought in cadaver cadaver dogs, and the lake was also obviously being searched, but all with no luck. Damn. This did leave a small glimmer of hope that she could be alive, like maybe she was just taken or kidnapped. But then, like, no ransom note, no No, nothing. nothing. Damn. Yeah, this is so, it's so random. Like, what It seems so personal, but random at the same time, which just doesn't make sense. No sense at all. Which is about to get more, like, senseless and random with the next part I'm about to get into, because... Just, I'll note now, like, pay attention to Russell's remains and how his body was left slash discovered compared to what I'll get into next. Ten days after Russell's body was found on May 16th, 2014, two fishermen were making their way down to the water on an area of, like, Oconee. Oconee. Sorry, there's no H in there. I just say, like, Oconee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, of an area of Lake Oconee and they noticed something floating in like an upright position (gasps) near a tree also kind of near a buoy and it didn't look like a buoy it was definitely not a buoy because it was right next to one like they could compare it and uh, the fishermen also noticed a very strong and unpleasant smell coming from whatever they saw oh no and they could notice clothing. I don't know what that is. So one of the oh, men called 911 to report that he may have found a body. And he openly admitted to the 911 dispatcher that he did not want to go near it to verify, but he was pretty sure it was a body. What he saw bobbing in the Shit. water was, in fact, Shirley Derman's body. Because the way he described it, it was like, like I said, it was, she was floating up and down, but her head and shoulders were kind of in the water, but she was upright. Yeah, that was such a, when you first described it, it uh, really made me think that that wasn't a body because I don't really know a body that would be... Yeah, I think I remember um, him mentioning in the show, because the fisherman who discovered her body did speak um, in the show I watched, and I think Mm -hmm. I remember him saying something like, at first, what he noticed, it almost looked like, um, like a milk jug or a water jug, gallon Mm -hmm. jug, like floating the way it was maybe um like pale and it was probably like the back of her neck you know that he saw or something and yeah so yeah police responded right away of course and her when her body was recovered it was very badly decomposed she was you know bloated obviously with the smell and she apparently looked super bruised and beat up as well. She was only about 5'2", and the results of the decomp- decomposition made her body about twice her normal size slash weight. <gasps> oh my god. 
Oh, the poor people that had to... She was fully clothed. She even still had her shoes on. But her ankles had been tied with a rope. Um, And on the bottom of the rope, kind of, there was a mesh bag with two cement blocks in them. You know, to make her sink to the bottom of the lake. But whoever tied those cement blocks to her feet, I don't think really thought through the amount of weight needed to have that successfully done because um, there were only two... That's why she was upright. Yeah, there were only two 30-pound blocks tied to her. So 60 pounds. Yeah, that's not... Sorry, I didn't convert that that to ounces or... (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah whatever Kilograms they, whatever y'all it. use it's not i think <laughs> yeah it's not ounces <laughs> it's uh, something else you're just a fucking stoner and that's the shit that we use um, <laughs> it's so it's so creepy though because they're i i'm so sorry i do not remember the name of this fucking scary movie but it sounds so much like this one movie and I just like keep thinking back to the scenes and it's like this family is going to their lake house and um, their neighbors have like these two cousins or whatever that are over and they introduce themselves when they're at the house and then they go to their lake house and it's a mom, dad, and the son and then the cousins come over. Well, it turns out it's not the cousins. They're just like... Imposters. Or they're not cousins at all. Yeah, they're just two like random people basically like making their way through this rich neighborhood attacking the families that live there. So like they killed that family, got into the house, and then like end up killing the son, end up shooting the dad, and then end up uh, tying the mom up into the boat. And then they take her out into the middle of the lake and they put her in the lake. And it's just, like, so fucking... It's really, like, similar to this. It's, like, two brothers that go out and do it. And it's just totally random. No motive. No whatever. And it's, like, the gruesome ways that they end up dying. And then the movie ends with them uh, taking the boat after they dump the mom into the lake. They go off to the next house, to the next family and do it all over again i wonder if it's true at all well i'm like i makes me think of like should something like that happen but because this is it, that's the thing about unsolved is like it more times than not it's really not where our mind goes with these like crazy stories it's case. usually the simplest mm-hmm. like not that heavy like of someone bouncing around and killing people but um just a certain topic but yeah. yeah, typically with mysteries, I always feel like it's more times than not the simplest answer. and But our minds just tend to go to like the most extreme corners. Yeah. Of like, what Speaking if? Speaking of our minds going to the most extreme places, um, there was no evidence of Shirley being sexually assaulted. Just to note that, because it was noted in the research, so that's good yeah well shoot that's good i also have kind of figured since yeah, she was, she was fully, fully clothed, like young. yeah a lot of sickos don't like redress their <laughs> victims yeah <laughs> anyways um 
the location where Shirley was found was about five or six miles from her home, kind of down and across the lake. Um, so, uh, we don't find out exactly how she gets there. I'll just say that now, but. Do we find out how long she had been in the water? Um, that exact information wasn't noted, but from the level of decay that was just described, I imagine it being the 10 days, um, because in the theories later, it is, it is, uh theorized that Russell and Shirley died within minutes of each other like at the same time so <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. so oh, sorry why? if I spoiled it then why but... take the so well no, I'll get well, I'll get just... into it all right so why take the body um, to the lake then so so many questions the water where she surfaced is said to have a depth of about 90 feet and so, apparently, like, obviously the weight the of the center blocks weren't enough to hold her down there. And apparently, I think she kind of came, she surfaced and got caught on the tree she was found near or something. And Was it? I know uh, that you said that they had been searching, obviously, the lake. Had they searched that area prior to her body being discovered? I'm not sure. I think they must have, but I think maybe they were just uh, doing a certain I mean, I kind complete... of search. They weren't diving down. I don't know if they were diving for bodies. Yeah. I, I mean, I can completely understand them going into a lake and not finding a body because Naya Rivera, RIP, like, it took yeah. them. They When they searched, they exactly. weren't able to find her right away, so... It's always like lakes and rivers and stuff like that. You just don't know if there are certain... And that's why I did mention early on that they for sure searched the lake with no luck because they did. Um, Gosh. And I will provide pictures of kind of like the location of where the Derman family home was and where her body was found. Um, And if there is more information on the areas that they searched... We'll include that, but Shirley's autopsy revealed that she had major blunt force trauma to the back of her head, with some of the distinct markings being semicircular. There was three distinct semicircular markings, so this gave the impression that mm. a hammer-like object yeah. was used. That's what I was going to say. So, it's important to notice the contradictions that are found within the violent acts committed against both Russell and Shirley because Kristen, These that's why the road different. you were going down. I felt it because of the way their bodies were discovered of the, the decapitation on Russell. So Russell's yeah, murder, the beating, on his hers. decapitation, you know, it seemed precise. It was, mm, um, so there, Sorry, sorry. Can I can I throw a theory out here? Do you want to do it now or until after I state? State. Because okay. I know you're just gonna say one of the theories I have. So, but <laughs> just say it. Just say it. Unless you want to say it and like see if you're right, that'd be fine. I. 
I feel like Shirley was, or I feel like Russell was not the intended victim here. It's weird because he was decapitated, but how it seems so obviously there was gunshot residue. It seems like he was shot in the head and then decapitated after death. The gunshot makes it seem not so personal, but with Shirley, it's like she was fucking beat. She was like put off into the lake and fucking tied. I mean, so intimate. It's just like she really seemed to be like the true victim here, I guess, okay. if you want to look at an intended target. But then again, like I literally, like I said, just watched a movie where these two random people came in and just like totally randomly did it. So I'm right. like, oh my God, is this like a random case or is this freaking people intimate? Did they know? It's so just, I appreciate your theory because mm. it, it's not one that I have listed. Yeah. Nice. So, um, but you do have a good point. Um, just with how different their murders were. So, yeah. It plays into the theories. Bust out. It just seems like Shirley, uh, I know you probably say that they were killed within minutes of each other. I don't know if she was shot or anything, but it just makes it seem like she was kept alive a lot longer than she Russell. She was not shot. And um, the reason why they think they were, that investigators, you know, think that they died either together or within a very short time of one another is because a few strands of Shirley's hair were found, like, in Russell's hand. Like, mm. so, and there's another thing I'll mention that really, I think, solidifies maybe one of my theories, so, or maybe I already mentioned it, I forgot, but anyways. Um, so, you know, I was talking about contradictions in the crimes, and it kind of seemed because of the precision of Russell's decapitation that his murder seemed a little more careful. You know, they took time to place towels around his body to keep the blood from running under the garage door. There was gun the gunshot residue, so if there was shooting going on, they, you know, didn't leave behind a weapon, they didn't leave any um, bullet shells or shell casings. Um, yeah. While with Shirley... It, it seemed like almost a greater risk was taken to dump her body as well as, like, the light weight they used to try and make her sink. Like, it kind of seemed, like, not as careful. Amateur. Yeah. But then you're trying to say that the head slice was exactly. professional. Exactly. So it's, my next bullet point it, is... It's like our... Are they doing it to throw you off? Right. Like... So, literally, my next bullet point is that there's evidence of both an experienced and or unexperienced person or persons who committed these murders. It definitely seems like it was probably either two people or you're having a type of instance where maybe one, one like killed and... your you're seeing them cool, you're seeing them calculated, and then the second you're seeing them panicked, you're seeing them uh, maybe having like some kind different of break. moods and phases yeah. within... There's yeah. a switch of, like, I've point. actually killed someone, yeah, something's happening, like, now the panic is setting in, okay, now what do I do? Yeah. It's it, it, 
it, oh, it, it seems really, uh, it's either two people or it's a break, but it, it just really doesn't seem like a, I could imagine the same person doing two such, such different killings in such a short amount of yeah, time. No, uh, neither. Because even serial killers, they have motive. Yeah. They, they typically have like a, they stick to a theme. Exactly, and so this makes investigators believe that there may be one, more than one person involved in this because of a few things. I don't know, because some of the theories, I don't know. So during the investigation, it was important to note or wonder where the killings exactly took place. Was Shirley killed in their home? Probably not, because there wasn't a scene in the home that showed evidence of the brutal beating that happened to Shirley. Like I said, they used luminol. And you said that, like, there was maybe a small mess in the garage that they cleaned up with luminol, but, like, not enough that would make me think that Russell was shot there. Like, like you said, maybe decapitated, but, like, so so odd. It's just something odd. Um... It's just another, like, kind of mystery in this because we really don't get any more details about, like, I don't know, did it happen outside? But they never gave details on if they found any kind of blood evidence outside like, or anything. Like, for so, <laughs> if Shirley's death happened in her home, there would have been evidence at least such as blood splatter. Um I, I just really don't think they would have time to clean any of that up to such precision and then leave, like, Russell's body. So, um... And, sorry, was... So, Shirley was killed with blunt force? Was it, like, a... Am I thinking blunt force to the trauma, head? Trauma, yes, to, to, to her head. The back of her head to is her where head. those... Okay. Um, where she suffered, basically, her cause of death was blunt force Most trauma the, with those yeah. three major impact... Um, marks were of those semicircles. It's it's just like to kill one with a gun, and then for you to be up close and personal, blowing blows the mm-hmm. second. It's just it's so different, so different. It it really doesn't seem like the right. same. Maybe if you're like a hitman and you're just like a like fucking to animal each his and own you just, murder weapon. I'll use my gun. You use your hammer. Like you just <laughs> grab whatever. That's why I think yeah. it was at least two people. So that's part of my yeah. theory. I'll spoil again. So it, it makes me feel more at ease to think that it's two people because like I don't be want per- to think yeah. of the. I don't want to think of the mindset of someone who is capable of doing. Two I mean, I could think of maybe someone like, okay, what if? I'll say this at the end is my theory. Okay. So remember, the Derman home is located in a gated, a gated community. It has its own security, you know, at the gate, waving people Some through. But security. also, I'm sure they have like. The kind that drive around as well. I'm, I'm not positive, but they definitely have the kind at the gate. So one question, you know, that um, investigators asked is, did the killer or killers have access to the neighborhood? 
because residents had window decals, you know, to put on their car for the neighborhood. And, yeah. you know, they would get waved through the security gate with, without having to stop to talk to them. But local electricians, plumbers, etc., all had stickers as well. And so they had access. You would also get waved through the gate um, if you were to say that you were having lunch or attending something at, like, the Neighborhood Country Club because they had their own little club thing. And the night that they fucking went missing, there was an event. What? The night that they went missing, there was a party going on. But it wasn't at the Country Club. It was at a house. Uh Like, if you're going to someone's house and... Yeah, you'd have to, like, definitely get w- approval from the resident. It's like the Dominion. <laughs> Obviously, at the security gate at the front of the neighborhood, there are also security cameras that usually gets good pictures of, you know, faces and license plates. But guess what? It wasn't working that night. At the time of these murders, they weren't working <laughs> because a storm knocked um either like the cameras themselves out or the power for the cameras to work or whatever i wonder if the killer knew and that's that. a big question also and that's something we still don't know that's my little i have a little dash is it luck question mark that this happened yeah, did the killers know did they even know that they weren't working or did they or just fucking happenstance exactly. that like Someone just decided to be nice and not let you get caught. What the fuck? Dude, so many, so many lineups. Just what the fuck? The Dermon home also had its own security system. Not cameras, but a security system. Um, But at that time, it either wasn't on, you know, it wasn't set, or they didn't have it connected or something. I didn't get exact details, but... Basically, what I gathered is that it wasn't on. So, another question to ask ourselves is, what if the killer or killers used the neighborhood's back entrance? A.K.A. the lake. Because the Dermans' home was waterfront access in their backyard... They had the lake with a boat dock and everything. Oh, goals. I yeah, That's that is goals. I want lakefront. But oh. did this bite them in the ass? I don't know. Their house was kind of tucked away, like not super far back in the neighborhood, but back enough in the neighborhood where it's not really like you could just go in and stumble upon it. The home didn't have any signs of a break-in, like I've mentioned, and this led investigators to believe that Russell and Shirley may have known the person or people that murdered them. It seemed personal and obviously not like a, a robbery, and they gathered that it could have been motivated by money, although, like... No money was missing. All their accounts were good. Their wills were good. They had safety deposit boxes that were checked and they were all good. So 
still that that motive that motive is just is still up in the air so were there any like bad business deals was like drugs um, was someone having an affair i mean like what well the i'll fuck? describe something a little bit about that stuff in a minute you know about like because the the family did get looked into most definitely because that's one of the the first go to people is, that you they know, look like at. insurance yeah. money or whatever so um so like i said investigators kind of assumed that it was motivated by money although they didn't have substantial evidence of that the dermans weren't flashy and didn't flaunt their money but they did have money like i mentioned they had like rolexes and shit so yeah those things investigators had no real leads so at this point like i mentioned they're looking into everybody especially close family and neighbors they were all definitely suspects not like prime suspects but suspects russell and shirley's three adult children were cleared pretty quick though because they all had alibis which checked out they all took polygraph tests and passed which is a lie detector test and Mm. overall the motive that I mean, even if they didn't know exactly the motive, the circumstances of everything, of the murders of their parents, it wouldn't add up for, for it to be one of their children because it yeah. their motives would have been, like, money, basically, or, like, I don't know, passion, where you don't go through, like, the circumstances just don't add up. And they were cleared, so... Even though the three children were, and they were all adults at this point. Um, so, like I said, you know, they had, sure, Russell and Shirley had nine grandchildren. So their children are adults with their own kids. And um, although their children had been cleared, the police still kind of dug and searched for any kind of other information or clues from within the family that could have led to this happening, whether it be familial or outside of the family. But they just wanted to dig a little deeper just to uncover any possible additional motives or reason why the family could have been involved or not involved. So we do find out that 14 years before Russell and Shirley's murder, their oldest son, Mark, was murdered during a drug deal gone bad. Oh, shit. So, of course, investigators wonder if this drug deal gone bad created any kind of bad blood or enemies wanting revenge, but it really didn't lead anywhere because... Was it just the son that got murdered? Yeah, so Mark was a drug user. He was not a dealer. And he got murdered while he was attempting to buy drugs. And the person who killed him was apprehended. And so, although a sad tragedy, it was not connected. They found no, like, connections from that, so... At one point, police wonder if there was a serial killer on the loose because shortly after the murders of the Dermans or around the same time, a 
a few very similar murders happened, actually, but I'm mentioning right now one that happened in Texas where a man was shot and beheaded and his head was never found. Dude, it's the fucking brothers from that movie. <laughs> That's, uh. um, but it ended up not being connected. Um, the show I watched, I didn't put this in my notes because I couldn't remember where it happened, but whatever, I'll mention it because it is kind of weird how um, also around the same time or shortly after the Dermans murder, there was a similar murder where the wife of a franchisee of McDonald's, he was like one of the main big dudes who owned a shit ton of McDonald's. I think maybe he had already passed away. Like, it didn't mention anything about him. I don't know if he was alive or dead, but it didn't say. Um, but basically, she was found bludgeoned to death in her home by a fire extinguisher. But the man in that case was actually arrested, and it ended up having no connection. So... A lot of weird things are going on at the same time, so it pans out to not being related when at first, you know, people think they are, and um, I mentioned the sheriff's name later who works on this case from day one, and he really, like, dedicated himself to, like, checking out every lead, every tip, and just really, really trying to solve this case, so. Yeah. Uh, Police were able to gather a timeline because apparently Russell was seen on May 1st, 2014 at his bank and at the Publix, which is a grocery store kind of, and I think they have like a pharmacy and stuff. Mm -hmm. That next day, Friday, May 2nd, 2014, a newspaper was delivered to their home and it was inside their house, like when police were there initially Mm -hmm. it was inside Mm -hmm. also that same day on friday morning an email was sent to russell by one of his children and that email had been opened Mm. so that next day saturday may 3rd 2014 was the day of the neighborhood kentucky kentucky derby party that they didn't attend and and that was you know in the evening and i don't think anybody saw them during the daytime so it's sometime between friday morning and sometime saturday where some some shit went down dude russell and shirley didn't seem to have any enemies i mean they lived their quiet life enjoying their life on the lake their retired life on the lake for the past 10 plus years they seemed the least likely to be a target of random so some theories you know some theories even started to include what if it was the mob because before moving to georgia like in the 80s they were from New Jersey. And with the decapitation of Russell, they were just like, what if it was the mob? But but just because from you're from New Jersey doesn't right. mean you're part of the mob. So this theory is found ridiculous, of course, by the children yeah, of Russell and Shirley. 
um, because the family has no criminal enterprise ties or history of any kind of any sketchy behavior whatsoever. Seemingly, you know, like from what I found in my research. Well, we know, yeah. I mean, like there could be one big dark secret that we just like don't know because we're just not going to be able to find yeah. out. And but a lot of these theories and for stuff, the most like part, they really are just theories because it's still such a mystery and we still don't know everything that the police has. And so, you know, we ask ourselves, why the fuck did this happen? Was it to send a message? Was it shock value? Yeah. Was it revenge? Was it who, like there could be so many possibilities. Um, you know, at one point, an FBI profiler came in and they concluded, this isn't all they concluded, I'm sure, but this is just one thing I found. They concluded that the killer or killer, like, I'm assuming they're regarding whoever decapitated Russell, is that they most likely enjoyed hunting and using knives. But the sheriff mm-hmm. on the case mentioned okay, that's 95% of this community, LOL, we're in Georgia. Yeah, so like, fuck He didn't say LOL, I did. <laughs> but, like, give us something <laughs> yeah. more useful. <laughs> so, remember, there was gunshot residue found on Russell's shirt collar. So, uh-huh. a theory is that he was shot in the head and decapitated to rid the evidence. Um, yeah, I'm definitely thinking that that's yeah, what happened. Uh, same, because um, although they took ki- time to kind of clean up, you know, his body was left there. There's no shell casings, but they put the towels down. Um, but this is also where a theory comes in where I kind of agree with is that police were thinking that Russell's body was originally not meant to be left and found in the garage that it was maybe supposed to be taken with Shirley and be dumped in the lake as well but maybe something happened to where the killer was in a rush or whatever they had to dip out and so they decapitated the head to Mm. hide the potential bullet evidence and I kind of agree with that no. theory. Um, Why would you hide a bullet evidence with a decapitation? Or I guess, like, you don't want the bullet, bullet can be to be traced. Like, to what kind of gun it was. Like, but really, like, yeah. if you're going to commit a gun, you're going to have a gun that can be traced. Well, or, like, you're going to use a bullet that so can be traced. So I'll piggyback my theory on top of this because I do kind of agree with parts of both, like, of what I've mentioned is... So Shirley wasn't shot. I'm thinking maybe she was gardening or something and someone didn't want to shoot her because that would alert Russell of commotion. And when he finally, like, he maybe came out through the garage. I don't... But see... If Russell was shot in the garage, there would be blood Blood. splatter, and there wasn't. And so this is why I asked the question earlier, where were they killed? Yeah, and it's, if you don't want to do, well, we don't know what time they were killed or anything like that, but I mean, like, 
why wouldn't you then just hit Russell over the head? Why, if it's within minutes of each other, hit Shirley over the head and then drop whatever you hit her with, pull out a gun, and then shoot Russell? It makes no sense. Like Or like they were killed at make the much... same time and there were two killers. So one two different chose people. a gun, one... Uh... You know, what if Shirley was hit in the head with a hammer first and was dying on the floor and uh, Russell, like, grabbed her and that's why he had her hair in his hand? Yeah, because, I mean, like, I I get that the... Or I get... Oh, it was her blood in his hand? No, like, where was the mess of her being bludgeoned? Like, where was she killed? Oh, yeah, it's no. Still, it just well, leaves when so you, many holes. Whenever, whenever you said that Shirley's hair was in uh, Russell's hand, like, I understand how it got there, but I don't think that that necessarily means that that right there proves that they died within minutes of each other. It just means that, like, maybe potentially Russell had died first, and it was... Oh, well, yeah. That he, makes sense. Like... So it it's just like there are so many holes I think that we could put in every theory that it just like nothing really a hundred percent makes doesn't sense because it's it, from how it wasn't a robbery no breaking and entering how brutally they were both killed and how differently they were both killed yes Ugh, so obviously this is why it's police can infer these possibilities. But without more evidence, they were left with just mysteries and questions. The killer or killers knew enough to access the home and execute the murders in such a way, which is just mind-blowing. Yeah, that their fucking licenses. Throughout the investigation, we do hear of a witness account, which becomes pretty huge, but like not super huge the day of the kentucky derby party a neighbor a few houses down from the dermans saw someone in the derman yard they just saw kind of like a figure that i guess they knew obviously it wasn't either russell or shirley but didn't think of anything like out of the ordinary but after the fact they you know told police about it unfortunately this witness couldn't give any major details about the person you know such as race facial features um i don't even think they could like tell exactly what kind of clothing they were wearing um yeah but i think they were kind of like covered i don't know they could kind of tell that it was mostly most likely a man because of how they walked so the timing of this made police think that this witness definitely saw the killer or at least one person involved in the killings that day. But unfortunately, there was nothing else to go off of. Um, You know, like I mentioned earlier in the investigation, they interviewed people in the neighborhood and workers and People who had security cameras in their homes or other security cameras in the neighborhood, they checked and nothing, like, was found. So, this eyewitness account gave hopeful insight, but like I said, it didn't lead to much. So, 
even more unfortunately, the past seven years, this case would continue to go unsolved, but not cold. Mm. Um, like I mentioned, we're still left with a huge big and why. Um, the sheriff that I have referred to a couple times above without saying his name uh, is Sheriff Howard Sills of the Putnam County Police Department. And uh, he has been on actively working on the case since day one. He's local. He knows, you know, all about the lake, the community. And so he's played a big part. And um, he's mentioned how this is... He's and he's has a really good record of solving murder cases too. So mm-hmm. this one being unsolved has been just one of those cases for him where he never goes a day without thinking about it to this mm. day, you know. Um but investigators are still a little optimistic because here we are 7 years later with a possible new lead. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's like nothing crazy, but it's a step. But still, yeah, it's Um, What is it? As of earlier this year, in May of 2021, a new evidentiary avenue started being pursued. We don't have details on what kind of evidence is being pursued, but Sheriff Sills said that that it is valuable and that he is trying to obtain data of highly technical nature that I believe will be fruitful. Good for him. Good for all the hard work he's putting into the case. So he has put in a lot of hard work. Like I um, said earlier, he really worked hard on following through on leads and tips. And he has mentioned how Um, Throughout the years, you know, they have had evidence go into new technology and it hasn't panned out. And he says maybe even this time it won't pan out, but they have to try. So, yeah, that's all they can do. Like I said, very little details, but basically the newer technology we have today is being used on evidence from back then to help them zero in on a suspect or suspects. So hopefully the well, Dermot yeah. family will receive closure soon. Um, I hope, I really hope we can give an update on this case. That's my man, next because... part is that we will possibly yeah. have an update, but we'll see. Um, so a little bit, you know, just to close it on Shirley and Russell. In her later years, Shirley enjoyed gardening, doing cro- crossword puzzles, and playing bridge. Um, I think she would go to those weekly, you know, bridge games with her friends because the week of her death, <laughs> she crying. had gone to one. Oh. Russell was an, a veteran who fought for in World War II, an avid golfer, and he was known to his friends as Russ. Friends described the couple as delightful, Loved by everyone, with a wonderful sense of humor and fun to be with. Russell and Shirley's children are left with the memories of their parents and have remained hopeful, yet realistic, on receiving justice for their parents. So obviously they want it to happen, but 
they're realistic that like unless literally something someone knows something and they come forward or they have breakthrough dna analysis technology findings then it's gonna remain the same yeah that's why if you fucking know something just say it man it's not that hard just just open your lips if you have any information about the Durman murders aka Russell and Shirley Durman contact Putnam County Sheriff's Office at 706-485-8557 or you can leave a tip on their website and that was the murder on the lake with no leads Sarah Oh my god. I don't think I've heard that Yay! story. If I have, I literally don't remember it. That was so insane. I cannot believe that this is unsolved. It's. I really uh, hope we're close. Yeah. Wow. I. Because honestly, also, like the pictures you see of them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> literally, like. Stock and if photo they're 88 and 87 in some of these pictures, like I hope to look that good at that age, because they right were it's kicking, just, dude. Wow. wow, I'm putting it out there. We're gonna give an update on this case. It's mark my I'm words. Manifesting it. I'm manifesting. I'm trying it out. Everyone always raves about it. Let's try it out. Wow, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Damn. Cheers to me not sleeping tonight because I'm about to read every detail and fucking try and solve this case. (laughs) Cheers to (laughs) living on a lake someday. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's goals. Yes, please live on a lake so then I can like cheer uh, to something actually like manifesto and positive. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Okay, guys. Well, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, YouTube. Yeah. That's At it. R-A-R-W podcast. And hey. Until next time, guys. Have a good one. And bye. Bye.